Hey everybody, welcome to the Bagging Broadcast, episode number 219. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of books that we are looking forward to coming out June 25th, 2014. And then we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week we're going to be talking about some of the news that came out of last week's E3 convention. The Electronic Entertainment Expo happens every year. And this is where a lot of companies show off footage of games that they have announced or announce other stuff. So we're going to get into the nitty gritty of that. Nitty gritty. And while we're doing that, we're, uh, as we oft do, often do on the podcast, we're going to drink a little. And we're going to drink not only because we're friends and we like drinking on the podcast, but to celebrate our five-year anniversary of doing five this show. Five years. Wow. <clears throat> yep. Big time. It was a big time. 2009, roughly about this time, sometime in June, we know we started because uh, we've taken down episode one so long ago uh, because we can only keep so many. We only have space. <clears throat> storage, internet storage space for so many episodes, and things have to come down, and uh, episode one was one of those. Plus, it's pretty rough. It's a rough. Yeah. We didn't find our voice. They're, Paul they're Paul swore a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to get the... It was a gritty reboot. Mm. It was a Paul McCallum gritty reboot that I was trying, and hey, you know what? I went back to the original. You know, a little sweeter. Oh, since the... Trying to be like a honey of a man. Uh, I was going to say. And there's no better way to celebrate our anniversary than with one of our favorite beer series. And this is... Thank you, John. You're welcome. Uh, this is from Ithaca. This is their Excelsior series. Every year they put out the next bottle, and they're always something different. And we're going to start off with the most recent one. This is the Excelsior series anniversary 16. It is an ale brewed with honey, which is where Paul was coming in with it. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to get us back on, but you, you, you saved us well, Chris. All right. I, I will try. Eat enough cookie right before <laughs> drinking this. Because I can't pick up anything sweet right now because I got cookies in my, cookie mouth. You, Paul, cookie mouth is a serious deal. That's what killed my father. I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't you know don't joke that. about that. I didn't know he also had googly eyes, a case of the googly eyes. Well, I mean, it's brought on from the hey, don't from the cookie mouth. Chris's googly eyes. Oh, it's hereditary. <laughs> Chris is part. Is this is why you always have cookie breath. Yes. Oh. Um, I don't think we can attribute this to the cookie because I think we might have an infected bottle because when I opened it, it just fuzzed out the top, and uh, we had this with a a Belgian beer back in September. Uh, it was right after I broke up with Christina, and we opened a beer that was known to be infected, and it did the exact same thing. We lost, oh. like, half the bottle to just it pouring foam out the top. And Chris and I have had this yeah. before, and it does not taste like it should. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't taste anything like it normally should. Normally, it's, like, a much like deeper beer. You do get a nice sweet off the honey. Yeah, and it's something, like, when you taste it, it's really enjoyable, but then you say, like, I can't... W- I my my words were I can't wait to cellar this because I can't wait to see oh, tastes. Bottle. Should we just rinse our glasses? Do and you th- open up in the next bottle? Do I'm, I'm I? It's something that. I would like to drink actually. Yeah, yeah. And I was and we can still or like ever. yeah Maybe we can still like, get oh, this on the shelves too. Yeah. So we yes. might as well. Let's do that. We're gonna pause and uh, you know every once in a while you get a bad bottle of beer. So if it foams up really really bad on you, guys, don't don't drink it. Just don't drink it. 
Okay, we're back after our slight pause. We poured out that bottle and we opened up another one and had the exact same thing happen where it foamed over. We tried it and it just tasted off. Um, unfortunately, that was the only other one we had in the basement. So we will pick up another bottle and hopefully bring you a review of it next time as we can't review this one because we know it's off. Well, what are we drinking now instead? Because heck if it's going to stop us from drinking it- tonight. That's, the fact that we had a bum bottle of beer just makes me want to drink more. Yep. <laughs> um, but what we have here is something that I picked up when I was actually in St. Louis, Missouri. This is Four Hands Brewing Company's Chocolate Milk Stout. It is a stout brewed with cocoa nibs. Mm. And on the side for their pairings, they say, pair it with chocolate oh. or ground beef. Okay. Grilled, grilled beef. Uh, gr- grilled beef. Well, you can grill ground beef. Mm-hmm. Pin. Those are hamburgers. They, they're for hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're just proving my point even more. Thank you, John. Uh, really nice, light, deep chocolate beer. Really good. Uh, outstanding. I, I really like it. I g- kind of wanted it to be a little bit heavier, I guess. That's what I like for my stouts. But it's got a great full chocolate flavor. It definitely sticks with you. It's like, good. I, I think when you do a beer, like, you're doing a stout when it's big and heavy like that, and then you add that chocolate, something gets lost, or sometimes it's too overpowering. This being a little lighter, like, it's just, mm-hmm. it delivers what it says it is. Chocolate stout, boom, you are drinking a chocolate stout. And it's that nice dark chocolate. I, I do have that problem with the uh, Rogue chocolate stout, where it tastes like Hershey syrup chocolate to me. This is a definitely a rich, dark chocolate you know you, you yeah. know, borders on a coffee flavor yeah but uh it's still really chocolatey i would agree yeah thanks for um, agreeing i there's a new brewery that just opened up in buffalo called resurgence brewing and i had their sponge candy stout the other day and i'm just kind of comparing this to that um and i kind of prefer that one and we'll have it on the show maybe next week okay yeah, i think we're well, talking we, next we, week. we we john and i talked about doing a beer day um, so possibly next week. So I look forward to having that again because it's much like richer, like sweeter chocolate. And we'll have to explain what sponge candy is yes. to people that live outside of Western New York because uh, that's a delicacy found basically here. It's, it's insane to me. Like I just always... we gotta stop talking about it because we're gonna talk about it next week. Yeah. But what we got to start talking about is this week's past news. News. Yeah. There's a. So, J.J. Abrams isn't doing all three Star Wars movies? He isn't going to be doing all three, no. I, I thought that's what he was doing. Is he going back to do Star Wars or Star Trek again? Like, what's going on? No. Like, do, uh, does he have something better to do than Star Wars? Probably. I think he just likes to start projects and let other people take over them, but oh. he still gets all the credit. Okay. Uh, Is he going to be executive producer of the Probably. Next I oh, think really? it's it's he's setting up his story, and then he's letting other people work off of that story. Uh, and it's, uh, Ryan Johnson, who Paul loves from The Brothers Bloom. And did you like Looper, Paul? I did like Looper. Yes, I did. Um, Looper was a lot of fun. Good sci-fi. So, yeah, he's going to be taking over writing and directing, uh, after Abrams. So he's probably working with him now. That's pretty big for him. He's really worked his way up to that. Because Brothers Bloom was not a huge release, but it was a very good movie. Uh, which, reason you watched it, Paul? Movie fix. Movie fix, and also it was a con movie. Yep. And I love myself a flim flam man. 
<laughs> All right. I don't know what to do with that one. But uh, most you love your Flim Flam Mans. Yeah, I like my Flim Flam films. <laughs> there we go. Even better, right? Yeah, I like it. I, I I think we're safe in saying that Paul's a Flim Flam Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but even more recently, Brick, uh, that noir movie set in a Californian school. That was his first movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had to do that all out of his own pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So, he knows what to do with a limited budget, so that makes me excited because, uh, you know, I like the look of film. Uh, I like the look of his films. They're fun. It's going to be interesting to see what will happen once he gets a huge budget then. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be able to do He does a good story w- with characters. You know, mm-hmm. he does a good character story. So yeah, I'm 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 okay with it, you know, him taking over. I, I I like it. And he's going to be working on the script too. He's going to yeah. do some massaging. So hmm. so that'll be fun. Well, that has to be fun for you because one, you get to read a Star Wars script before anybody else, or basically before a lot of people, <laughs> and then you get to make changes to it. it, and you get to write it too. I wouldn't. I would not want that job. Really? Yeah. Just think, like, you're, people are going to love you or hate you or both, depending on whatever you put on that page. Whatever you put down there is going to last throughout history. But guess what? You gotta, it's you at that point, and you get to tell your story with these characters that you love, or characters that you, you hope that you're going to love. Yeah. Because these are gonna be all new. It's gonna be all new. Yeah. We don't know who they are yet. No. But I know who some people are. Yeah. And this is casting news for Netflix's Daredevil show. Um, last week, or maybe the week before, we didn't record a full episode last week. We did an odd episode. Uh, but the announcement that Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be playing the Kingpin. And then yesterday we had the announcement that Rosario Dawson has also been cast, and rumors are possibly for Elektra. Oh. But that's that's rumor. She could she could just wind up playing, you know, his legal assistant, or yeah, you or know, just a, a character, someone else, Lady Bullseye, or something, <laughs> some kind of villain. Uh, uh, what's her name? Typhoid Mary. No. Any character. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a Daredevil series. It, you should have some villains. Villains. So definitely, uh, I think D'Onofrio is a good pick for Kingpin. He was one of the, like when I heard his like casting, I was like. Oh wow, he exists still. Like <laughs> I haven't seen him in anything, and he's and he's gotten really fat, so it works out. <laughs> he's been building up towards this, <laughs> the role of a lifetime. Um, I think I think he can play creepy evil well, and I do enjoy <laughs> Rosario Dolphin. Blah blah blah. Rosie Dolphins. Rosie Dolphins. Um, I don't know. I I really like Michael Clark Duncan. As the kingpin, I think he did a great job. Uh, I'm sorry, so Rosie but, Dolphin sounds like some sort of masturbation. I know, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> like, what are you doing with your dolphin? You're making it rosy. But they can't they can't bring him back from I the know. dead. So, well, I mean, I don't know how they got him in those other movies after the Green Mile, though, so maybe it's possible. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that one. Because he was able to bring things back to life. Uh, well... Well, because he died, and the I, I was trying to equate His the character. actor to the characters he played, because he died in one movie, and then he was in another one right after that. Yeah, but he's, he's actually dead now. I know, but maybe... 
Maybe it, maybe him dying in real life was a movie? Yes. Oh. The role of a lifetime. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think he did a great job, and that was one of those castings that when people were like, oh, no, Kingpin's white. And I was like, who cares? Like, the dude owned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, if you can bring life to the character, I think that's all that matters. Um, just like we also have Aquaman being cast uh, with uh, Jason... Mo- Statham. MoMA? I, I saw something about this. Modern art. Moma. Could also be his name. It's like M O M O A. Momoa. 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 Like a Samoa cookie, but without the sa. Like a mimosa without the sa. Yeah. Yeah. Momoa. Uh, but he has been cast as Aquaman and will be making an appearance in Batman really? versus Superman. Everybody. Everybody. Well, I mean, that's this is their launching ground for everything. This is their... It's their dawn of justice. Yeah, this is like yeah. what they have to do. And this is all rumored, but supposedly we've seen what their slate of films will be for like yeah. the next few years, like all through like 2019, was it? Yeah. Or you have, you know, Batman, Superman, Sandman, Shazam, like all leading up. You, you got to get to Aquaman at some point. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Especially if they're going to do a Justice League movie. I think Aquaman could be a kick-ass character. If DC and Warner Brothers goes the route that Marvel's going with like each superhero movie being a different genre, but placed under that superhero mm-hmm. umbrella, I, I would love to see just like a kick-ass swords and sorcery Aquaman movie. Have that be like their Thor, almost. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can understand that, but... What they're doing right now is not what Marvel did, which was they had a buildup of how many movies before Avengers, right. and but now they, they're but, using their Avengers movie but here's, to launch. They're doing it back. They're doing it the opposite way. We we don't know how much we're gonna be. I don't think we're gonna have him just popping up in the bay, being like, "Hey guys, look at my fish." I talked to him. It could just be something like you see in the background. Like rumors are, like he could just. Be popping up and being pissed off because they destroyed the ocean. Yeah, Yeah. and I think that's probably what you're going to see is like so, like on the news or somebody doing a report of so and so has climbed out of the ocean to say that he's king of Atlantis and the oceans, and he's pissed. Like it could just be in the background on the TV or something. Like just because someone's cast doesn't mean they're going to have actual screen time. Right, but okay, because here's you know, uh, I'm going to deflate my own argument. But usually you don't have casting announcements for cameos. I understand Nathan filling in his gosh, you know, you just got announced that he's going to have a cameo role, but it's announced that he's going to have a cameo role, cameo role in but, Guardians but, of the Galaxy. But here's the other thing, is they're announcing that the major superhero has been cast. Right. Aquaman has been cast. You're not going to just see Aquaman in this movie and okay. another did, guy in like, Aquaman. But did they announce... A three motion picture yield for the character? No, because they haven't. They I mean, just they announced that it's, he's showing up in this one movie. They said that they said he's, he's been cast. cast as Aquaman, and he's making an appearance in this movie. It just seems even. Uh, Chris, have you seen uh, the, the uh, X Men Four yet? No. Okay. Spoilers for X Men Four. I'm not going to say anything really, but they didn't make announcements. Well, Cyclops is in it. I wasn't going to say anything. No, but I people people, that movie has been out. People talk about it. Yeah, and I'm. But think think back to what was it, Wolverine, Mm -hmm. where like 
everyone knew that Famke Jansen was in it because like it wasn't even announced that she was going to be in it, but it came out like people were talking about it beforehand. And then when I saw it, I was like, yeah, like they didn't announce well, that, it, but here she is. Out. Yeah, but it wasn't announced. And I'm saying, man, even Sony, right? Sony? No, even Fox, who, who was doing this, I think is, did a better job keeping things kind of. Yeah, but that's, they also went out on to say that no, he wasn't going to yeah. make an appearance in it. Mm-hmm. And then. He and did. Even the actor did too, James. Yeah. Masters. Because they wanted that kind of surprise. Yeah. They want nice. you to be excited about DC movies. Exactly. Right. This so is them. They're casting people that you are supposed to be excited about. And that that's exactly what it is too. I think there's, hey, they're doing all this stuff. It's building that excitement. Okay. They are building that universe, and this is them letting us know ahead of announcing everything or talking about it at San Diego Comic-Con, which we're going to get some sort of announcement from Marvel, some sort of announcement from DC. Like, it's going to happen, and it's going to be one of those earth-shattering things that everyone saw coming, but it's still going to be a big deal. Um, But remember the Avengers announcement at San Diego Comic-Con, where they kept on bringing out everybody onto stage, and we knew who was cast, but they're like, oh yeah, and showing up in the Avengers, it's confirmed now. Yes. Yeah. He is definitely playing, and now with Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, and there was, you know, you had this glut, you had this big piece, you know, all together. This is just like one announcement this week, and then another one, you know, following, and it's still so far away. It's still 2015, right? Well, they're they're starting to film. Right. Yeah. They're starting filming, so it's those things that they've been talking about him being in these movies anyways, Jason... Momoa. 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 Mm-hmm. So it was that finally that rumor that, no, it is okay. that, you know, I am, but I, and I'm this, you know. So the rumors have been out there. I mean, it's like all, even the Marvel rumors that we yeah. talk about, you know, it's way before anything happens. Mm-hmm. And then when things are announced, they're announced, and you know. They could even do that. Marvel bring everyone out on stage at San Diego Comic Con and be like, hey, you know what? Here's these people. They've been cast in these roles. And we're announcing it right here. Justice League, summer of 2017, 2018. Like, we're getting, getting it right out there. We're kicking it in the dick. Here, eat it, you know? That would still be a big announcement. And they're going to do the same thing. Like, we're working on Batman versus Superman. Here's Batman. Here's Superman. Here's Wonder Woman and Aquaman and all the people. Oh, and who haven't said... Green Lantern, you know, like... They better get a bigger stage. Well, if they give it all the Avengers... Yeah. yeah. Those halls are huge. Any other news? We, we have a lot of video game news, but that'll be for our main topic. Um, I thought I had something else, but I don't care anymore. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't have anything else. Yeah. But, uh... What do we go right into? Our, our, our list, right? That's, That's right. We go into our list. But before that, we should open another beer. Let's hope it works. And the beer that we bring you next is the 15 Anniversary Ale. Any sneeze. It is the Dark Rye <laughs> Ale from, uh, again, the Excelsior from Ithaca. Uh, we've had this for over a year now in the cellar. We've had it a couple times on the podcast Uh Still a favorite. Still really good. I'm glad the smell this, on this is great too. I'm glad this bottle is f- more than fine. 
Like, we've never had a problem with anything else from Ithaca. Like, yeah, it's weird that. So it's just, it had to be that batch. But seriously, like, this is still delicious. I still love it. Nice. It's got that nice like, sweetness to it. Nice sweetness, it has, nice rye bite. Yeah. It, the bite is, I think, a little bit more subdued from what I remember it, but maybe I'm just placing that ryeness to it. You know? it's, it's no, nice, I, nice I mean, we, we drank enough of this that I think we would remember how it was, and I think it is a little bit lighter now, but it's still, mm-hmm. it definitely lets you know that it's a rye. I like it. If you have a bottle of this laying around, or if you can find one that's sitting around somewhere, definitely grab it still. Yeah, it's definitely worth the pickup. Definitely. Still very good. We still have some of those old Abbott Sonsairs as well. Mm. Yum. I think there's three of those bottles. Well, there's three of those bottles. There's three of us. There's probably three comic books we're looking forward to next week as well. Yeah, there is. Uh, I'm looking forward to... Chris, John? What are you looking forward to? <laughs> uh, no, John, I really want to hear what you have. Uh, it's Saga number 20 from uh, Image Comics, um, Brian K. Vaughn, uh, Fiona Staples. They're back with the book. It's still the same book. It's a different... It's it took it, a hiatus, and now it's like... It took a hiatus. It's now a little bit in the future, and it's kind of a different story point, kind of a telling a different kind of tale with those same characters. And uh, still really good. Still loving the book. So how old is the baby now? Um, she's kind of like a toddler, like she's okay. playing on a playground kind of size. Baby-ish. Yeah. So it wasn't that far of a leap. Not that far in the le- of the leap, no. Yeah, but definitely a jump forward. Yes. Chris, what are you looking forward to? Um. Sneeze again. Oh well, you you can sneeze. I'll I'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait for you, Paul. Uh, no, go ahead. No, you were no, eager to start this. Yeah. yeah, well, I wanted to start because I knew I would have another sneeze coming. Oh, do you have another one coming now? Uh, I might. I was filling time while I opened up my safari. Oh, um, well, the book I'm looking forward to is Secret Origins number three from DC Comics. Um, I enjoyed number one. Paul, did you get number two? Yes. Okay, I don't know if I read that one. Who was in it? It's on there. I didn't read it yet either. Oh, okay. I bought it. Um, but number three has enough there to make me want to pick it up. Um, it has... Story of Green Lantern, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Martin Cocolo. Um, Origin of Batwoman from Jeremy Hahn with Trevor McCarthy. And the one that's selling it for me is Red Robin, courtesy of Scott Liddell and Tyler Kirkham. Ooh. Um, yes. Who did? Red Hood and the Outlaws. Okay. So these two together, uh, John, you picked up the last issue of Red Hood and the Outlaws, I and did. I enjoyed it. Um, Scott Liddell back on the book, not with Tyler Kirkham, but the art... I think it's awesome on that. Yeah, the art looks great. Um, th- this is one of those books that I'm glad is here, even though it's just telling you know the origins of those characters that we've known, but tweaked a little bit and some different ways of actually telling the origin. Um, or it's I'm, like I'm looking forward to this. Take, or the origin from a different point of view, like yeah. Superman we read, which was from Ma Kent and also uh, Jael. What's her name? Lara. Lara. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as soon as I saw like Green Lantern, I was like, okay, you know, that could be a good one. And then further down the solicitation, I was like, oh, Red Robin, yeah. You give me some Tim Drake. There you go. I'll, I'll pick it up. I'm looking forward to an anthology kind of book <clears throat> myself. It's uh, Adventures of Superman number 14. I really enjoyed the last one we picked up and we talked about it. Does Batman Black and White still come out? Not to cut you off. Uh, okay, I didn't know if that was still going on or not. I think it only had like, what, six issues? Yeah. We picked them all up. They were all good. I didn't read all of them. I have some digging to do then. Yeah. Log in. And uh, 
enjoy. But this has uh, artwork by Jock doing a... Cover by Jock with, uh, yeah. <laughs> but he's doing the one of the stories, which is uh, Joker, Joker comes to Metropolis, Metropolis and wants to go toe-to-toe with Superman. And so that'll be, inter- I think, an interesting story, and that's worth the three ninety nine parts point alone. Uh, and uh, the cover is really cool too, because it's Joker opening up his shirt to Let's reveal see. the Superman symbol underneath. It looks good, really good. Well, what else looks good for you, Paul? Well, wait, any of your picks for summer movie bracket buster? Well, that's what we're doing right now. It's our summer movie bracket buster break, and let's do go to the breakdown. Uh, over the past two weeks, we had both, uh, oh man, Maleficent go up against 22 Second Jump Street. 22 Jump Street came out with, uh, 49 million, or was it, oh, 57 million dollars opening weekend versus, uh, Maleficent's 62 million dollar opening weekend. Maleficent will move on. Yay, that's our first matchup. How to Train Your Dragon 2 had a disappointing numbers uh, for an opening weekend. I really want to hear how this did, because I saw it, and I really enjoyed it. It only opened up with $49 million, $49.5 million. Okay. But a lot lower do you, than Do you have the box office numbers from the first movie uh, handy? I can get those for you, but if, not right this it, well, if, if you want to type and look it up, because I'd be interested to see how that did, because I just saw the first one a couple weeks ago when we watched it one night after the show. Um, I really enjoyed it. I was excited to go see the second one, and I was not let down by it. Like, this is a world that I'm glad exists. Um, I know they had some of the, like, the short films that they did on Netflix. After watching How to Train Your Dragon 2, I'm like, yeah, I, I want to see if those are still on there. Like, because... Are they? they I don't know. I haven't looked at it. And they have a Halloween one. I and there was, like, then they had, like, another, like, it was called Writers of Burke. Oh. Which, yeah, like, that's a good thing about DreamWorks, is they do those quick little... Mm-hmm. Things were. I didn't watch them before because they didn't have the actual movies on. But now that I've seen them, I was like, "Yeah, I'm okay with checking this out." It actually opened. The first one opened with uh, 43 million. Okay. 43.7. But I thought the you know this is a sequel. It has a lot of buzz. I think it get a lot of DVD. You know, and those kids that watched it back in 2010, four years now later, you know it. I thought you know maybe they're bringing their brothers and sisters to see it too. Some more kids in there, more families to go, bigger families to go. I, not, not so I, I, it's definitely an improvement over the first one. And I, what's this one up against? It went up against twenty-two. Oh, it's going yeah. to go up against planes. Planes. Too, so. I think it'll do better than planes. I saw the trailer for Planes Fire and Rescue at, uh, before How to Train Your Dragon, and I was like, yeah. that doesn't look good. It looks. More like a direct-to-DVD movie than the first one. That was a direct-to-DVD yes. movie. And they said, hey, let's make our $22.2 million on opening weekend. Yeah, we so... Well, if this one does that, Even it's that, still... Yeah, I still feel good about Dragons, yeah. then. So, yeah, that'll be good. Uh, and I think Planes is... Uh, no, it's actually a July release. The first Planes was an August release, and usually by that time, movies kind of peter out. You know, you kind of lose the blockbustery kind of thing. But this has been a slow movie, I think, this summer. <coughs> there hasn't, like, did, been the biggest thing yet. Did we wind up putting Edge of Tomorrow on, or did we say, like, yes. no? Okay. Edge of Tomorrow moved on versus Jupiter. Oh, that's right. Even, okay. Edge of Tomorrow is our lowest grossing movie so far. Our highest grossing movie is Godzilla. Uh, is Godzilla with ninety three million dollar opening weekend. Wow. So 
astounding. We haven't had a movie break the $100 million weekend yet. So Interesting. It's, it's, what, do you have the release date for what's coming up next? Uh, yeah, I can get that for you in one second. And next is June 27th, the big one, Transformers Age of Extinction. That's the one that I'm riding all the way to the all end. All right. I'm riding that Dinobot to glory, sir. And hopefully this will be the movie that I, this is the movie I think that's going to break the $100 mark. He'll do more than Godzilla. It's possible. And then we're waiting until July 11th for our next movie, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. When does uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles come out? August. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comes out. Uh, it's not uh, on this list, so it has to be August. August. We have... Uh, so Guardians enough, is August 1st. Yeah, and you want to put enough time between Transformers yeah. and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You got Hercules July 25th, and... Yeah, that's about it. I'm Please interested in seeing yeah, Hercules. That's the one I would check out. Um, I think it would be awesome if I could see Transformers and Ninja Turtles in like, at like the drive, like drive-in, drive like, like a double, double feature. feature, like that would be yeah. perfect. August 1st is Guardians of the Galaxy, and Get On Up, but Get On Up is not on our list, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is August 8th. Okay. So there you go. So we're going to be deep into August before August uh, 15th for Expendables 3. <laughs> and then uh, August twenty uh, second. I thought that movie coming out was a fever dream that I had. Uh, here's another fever dream: Frank Miller, Sin City, a dream to kill for, August twenty second. So Jeez. we're we're going to be deep into the summer I'll, before we I'll get winners. I'll probably see Sin City before Her, what, Expendables, Expendables yeah. and that doesn't make me happy either. <laughs> but you know what does make me happy, Paul? E three. E3. Electronics Art, uh, Entertainment Expo. <laughs> yep, this happens every year, and <coughs> this is a Paul baby. Yeah, it's something that I uh, don't really get to talk about video games that much because, you know, I always play old video games that I buy on Steam sales. So Which they just had, by the way. And it's how, open now. How did you do? Summer Steam sale starts today, or started yesterday, maybe, this weekend, more than likely. Depending on how much have you bought so far? I haven't bought anything Good yet. Good job, I haven't Paul. Opened up Steam yet, uh, oh. but I will, and it will be bad. What well, What is bad is that you're not going to be getting a Steam machine. I know we talked about it a little bit on our not episode last week, but if you missed it because you're not interested in just Chris or uh, John and I talking, you're only interested in listening to Chris. I'm not interested in it, so yeah. and I was there. I can completely understand. Uh, yes, the Steam machines have now been announced that they're going to be delayed until 2015, which put a little kerfuffle into Alienware's plans. So they said, okay, screw it. We're going to just put Xbox, uh, put Windows 8.1 onto our Steam machine and ship it with a Xbox 360 controller and sell it for $599, which I think is a steep price to pay for that kind of a machine. Uh, it is a solidly built machine, you know, spec-wise, but no, no you're getting... So it's uh, a little rough, a little, a little sad <coughs> for me, because I was hoping to... Maybe yeah, you do a Steam machine instead of one of these Xbox Ones or PlayStation 4s, but, you know, now that we've got games coming out, games announced for both these things, it's going to be, I don't know, it'll be, let's see how long I can last before I pick one of these new machines up, especially when a game like Evolve <coughs> keeps on showing so coolly. If, okay, well, 
talk about Evolve a little bit, and then we'll talk about it, because I, I agree. Uh, so it's a five-person match. One person plays a monster, and the whole point of the monster is uh, to kill the other four people, the human-controlled players, and uh, they can do that by stealthily, you know, ever. There's a, a range of monsters. You know, there's a Godzilla-looking thing that gets all bony and scaly. There's, like, a King Kong-looking thing, you know, monkey kind of thing. Uh, but, yeah, and every different monster has a different set of abilities, but they all can do the main thing that they want to do, which is the tagline, or the, I mean, the title of the game, Evolve. And they can evolve up to three different levels, become more and more powerful by hunting... Uh, creatures and eating, bunkering down, and then just waiting and wait, and uh, being susceptible to being hunted by the hunters. Uh, and it takes a very good skilled team of human players together to take down a a big monk, this big evolved creature. So it's it's human versus human. I'm sure you can play matches with AI controlled. Features like Left 4 Dead, it is very reminiscent of Left 4 Dead. Well, it's made by the same care or same company. It's not made by Valve. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, oh, it's okay. Valve. Yeah. This oh, is like this is, great. this is like Left 4 Dead sequel space aliens. Awesome. I'm even more excited. I didn't think it was Valve. Yeah, that's the whole like that's the big selling point for this game. Oh, okay. Guys, yeah, so you talk about it. I, I gave the kind um, of premise. Each human this... character has different specs too. You can be. This is one of those games that I love to play but i wouldn't want to play as the monster because i'm not good at those online multiplayer games like when we play left for dead that's great but we've never done like left for dead where it's us versus you know four other people online because i think we're just not that kind of gamer and i'd be fine with being like one of the survivors or you know the humans in this game where each one has like a different almost class where you can do different things I'd be fine with that, but I wouldn't want to be play as a monster. Like if it was one of those like random things where like you go into like the lobby and then you're like, "Hey, I'm ready to play," and I saw the like monster pop up, I'd be like, "Oh fuck," because I'm just not that good, and I'd probably be that guy that just gets killed like as soon as the game starts off. Like I'd be sitting there like eating the first deer or whatever I find, and then I'd be dead and be like, "Yep, this isn't fun for me anymore." But would like if it were. You know, the three of us and like Scott and Ed all together, and like you got the that character because we're all idiots. Like, yeah, okay. That would be better than just that random team. Yeah, I I think so. This is being made by Turtle Rock Studios, not by Valve. Well, they have the Valve in the beginning, like in the trailer and everything. So maybe, I don't know, man. I'm so confused. Turtle Rock Studios is that a Valve subsidiary? You're the video game I know. guy, Paul. I'm not confused by it. Well, so is this one of those big games that you're looking forward to, Paul? Yes. And this is one of those ones where I'm like, ooh, that puts a little bit of weight on the Xbox One thing. Because that's a, well, it's a multi It's a multi-platform. Yeah, so, but it, it will be like, okay, whatever you guys buy, I guess I'll. Have <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still... I'm interested in it when I when I heard it's the five, the five player kind of thing. That's where it put a little bit of a damper on it because it seems like it's it's like the other day I put Left 4 Dead in and I just played oh. by myself and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, 
am I going to still be able to do that with this game? Is this still going to be fun? Am I going to, you know... I guess it would be fun if you're playing as the monster and the AI are the the survivors or the hunters or whatever. But then I just feel like, you know, you have that thing where, ah, the game's cheating. Yeah. All right. So here's the uh, here's the history of Turtle Rock Studios. In 2006, it announced that it was developing Left 4 Dead. It was then bought out by Valve back in 2008. And then uh, back in 2010, they created uh, Turtle Rock Garage. And then they have now spun off against... Okay. Uh, I think they've spun off from Valve since. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. So they might still be owned by Valve, or they, they might be an independent studio that still works closely with Valve Studios. So there we go. There we go. John, do you want to go? or? Uh, Yeah, like one of the games, I think I mentioned it last year with E3, because it's when you got your first kind of trailer for it was The Order 1886. And, again, this year they're playing more. It's, I guess, supposed to be coming out this year. But this is a Victorian, eerie, horror, sci-fi kind of monster yeah. game. This is the one you're like, fighting werewolves. Like, like kind of like a ghoul kind yeah. of creature. And, like, you're, you're in the Victorian... It's like Victorian Resident Evil kind of looking game. Um... And you have, like, Victorian kind of guns that are sci-fi-y. They're a little up more upscale kind of a thing. And steampunky? Yeah, very steampunky, actually. And uh, definitely something that just looks fun, looks interesting, and it's something that I am I wanted last year and I want this year. PlayStation 4 exclusive. I believe so. Yes. Okay. And uh, I'm... Developed through, or published through Sony Entertainment, so... Ready at Dawn. Yep, it's the studio. S-C-E-A. Yeah, Sony Computer Entertainment of America. Okay. I didn't know what that meant. That's why I wrote it down. I figured one of you guys... I only know that because I was a PlayStation fanboy mm. until I got my Xbox. Oh, there you go. Uh, but definitely, I was already leaning towards Sony, and that gets me now, to Sony. Now, with their announcement that later this fall, they're going to be releasing here in the United States, or North America, so both the United States and Canada, uh, the PlayStation TV, and also in Europe. $99, and it lets you stream anything that you can play. You turn on your PlayStation 4, and you can play on a different TV that your PlayStation 4 isn't hooked up to your PlayStation 4 games off of it. That's kind of cool. And also, so if you have two TVs and you want to... Yeah. I'm going to play up here. Or like like you, that you have your... Might have your PlayStation in the main room and then your TV either in your office area or in your basement. And as a standalone, it lets you do the whole Sony entertainment streaming stuff, you know. Uh, I don't know if it's a, I don't think it's a Blu-ray player on its own. It just does all the stream, you know, the streaming and streaming services that you can probably download and it'll probably have, you know, a Netflix app built for it and a Hulu app built for it. Most of the smart TVs do. Already have them, but you know, if you don't yeah. have a smart TV, $99 price point that puts it, you know, comparable to a Roku box or a uh, Boxy box or one of these other streaming media consumption devices. A little bit more expensive than your Chromecast, but you know, what isn't? 
And also uh, a little bit cheaper than the Apple TV, though. And it lets you stream PlayStation 4 games from your PlayStation 4. You have to own a PlayStation 4. Yeah. Have it on network, your own network. I uh, haven't heard any... It's been released in Japan. It's been out for Japan. I haven't read any reviews on how well it streams. Hmm. But also, I would always take those reviews with a grain of salt, because, you know, broadband being what it is over in Japan versus here in the States, and also how homes are kind of designed in Japan versus here in the States. Smaller houses, you don't need that kind of Wi-Fi coverage that you might have here. Yeah. He's streaming, you know, sending that signal from the basement. You probably don't have the basement in Japan. I don't know if that's true or not. Hmm. Hmm. Where, where else do you keep your geishas? I, I, I don't know. You let the snow fall on them, right? Where do you keep your plum wine? I, I don't want to be racist, John. Why are you trying to... Yes. This is just saying. horrible. No. I enjoy, I enjoy a, a good geisha. glass of plum wine with my geishas. Geisha. Anyways, yeah. Chris, what did you game are you um, to? This one is one that it's not a surprise that it's something that was announced because there's always going to be one of these games coming out. The only thing is I've never really played any of them. Okay. Um, Assassin's Creed Unity. Okay. This one's taking place during the French Revolution. I played a little bit of the first Assassin's Creed, didn't care for it too much, and from everyone I've talked to that is a fan of Assassin's Creed, they're like, yeah, that one, you have to slog through it, but then two's really good. Um, there's just something about, like, the footage that it showed off, like the trailer, and then the actual gameplay footage where it was online, and it was four assassins working together to try to take out the mark, and the environments, like, you can go in and out of every building that's there. Like, it's completely open. And just the way that the assassins were working together to try to take out, like, the guards before they get into the main room where the mark is, it that that hit me. It looked beautiful. I, I have no special affinity for the French Revolution or anything, or but... You're not a Les Mis fan? I, well, I like Les Mis, but I'm not a huge fan. Okay. But there was enough there to make me be like, Maybe I need to go back and play Assassin's Creed 2 on and like get get these because this is a game that I I think I want to play. Did you like Batman? Yeah. Then you're gonna like exactly. But I like Batman because it's Batman. Yeah. You know. Um, it's definitely I've played <clears throat> I bought I've played the first one. Um, and I never finished it because it just seems so. It's very repetitive. It's a rinse and repeat game, and yeah. it's rinse like it's so it's so massive and everything. You got like four areas, and in those four areas, you do the same three things over and yeah. over. You yeah. climb towers, you get your cases, you listen to people, you get your mark, you kill the mark. Yeah, you um, go to an area. And two seemed two. I heard was good, and the next one, but then the Revolutionary War one is the one that piqued my interest. I never, I never got around to playing it. And then, before I was even like, oh, I should play that. They had the pirate one come out, and I was like, yeah. well, that one seems really cool too. Which that one's supposed to be really good too, because you can do like sea battles and shit. Yeah, in and there's sea shanties being sung. Ooh, so it is definitely. Paul likes things for the weirdest reasons. <laughs> <laughs> there's sea shanties in it. Sign me up. Can can I listen to a sea shanty while I go shopping with Taylor Swift? <laughs> and can uh, how many how many uh, fairy winks would you give I, that? <laughs> I would give it zero fairy winks, but eight out of eight fairy winks. See, it's something. It says winks, wings, wings. 
and I heard the the next one after this, they go to Mars. Ooh, the red planet. Taylor Swift's gonna be there. Oh, she's already got real estate on Mars. Um, what? The, wait. No, no, we're, we're on we're on topic. Okay, but yeah, um, Mars. You love Mars. I do. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to go to Mars. Yes. Yeah, we know. Elon Musk says he can send me there. I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it looks cool. There's enough that make me want to check it out. I like the setting. I think that'll be a cool. It's a definitely a cool time frame. And a lot yeah. of murders happened well, back then. The, so the thing sense. about it too is like you can go in. You're an assassin, like, you can go in stealthily and try to take people out. But then as they show in the gameplay footage, it's like, no, like, they just decide to rush the guards, which inspires the mob behind them oh. to, like, rush in as well. And then they use that as a distraction to go through the rest of, like, the manor to take out people. Oh. So they can be like, ah, oh, let's get them, uh, charge, and then just wait for the horde to pass you and be like, I'm going to go this way now. That's what they do, because they show one of the guys, like, run to the side and climb up a building and through a window. Huh. How many Bastilles can you storm? I don't know, all of them. All of the Bastilles. Yes. I don't know, but they, like... Has not when they're, zero dragons, but all the Bastilles. When they're talking about how the AI works, yes. it's... No dragons. I forget how many different AIs it can support at one time, like a thousand, like wow. that it, like, and everyone has its own, you know, thought processes. Because that's the thing that people like now. Because they talked about the same thing, like, with Hitman, mm-hmm. when that came out. Well, yeah, because, uh, well, the one Assassin's Creed game had the, I forget which one, the multiplayer where you had to blend in. Brotherhood. And, and act like you were part of the AI, you know, a computer, mm-hmm. and then you would assassinate if somebody, if somebody screws up, then you, then you assassinate them, you know. But, uh, so it seems interesting, you know, it's, to get, it's a thing with video games, you know, rendering how many things per on screen and not just having duplicates yeah. of that same thing. And Left 4 Dead, it was basically just a bunch of duplicates, you know, when a, a zombie horde was coming after you. And so having individuals, it's interesting because back when Mario came out, you could only have, I think, four sprites on screen at a single time. And that's why know. you would see when a Goomba, like three Goombas in a row. I don't care about games from the 80s, Paul. I want to know what you're looking forward to next. Uh, something that I'm surprised that got announced, because I didn't think it was going to get a sequel, is Rise of the Tomb Raider. Okay, thank you. That was one of the ones on my list. It is one... I know it's not going to come out next year, or this year. It's yeah. uh, a ways off. It's a future look, but uh, I was happy. I was, And it's one of those games where I'm like still going to be like, when it first comes out, be like, I can wait on it. It's yeah. going to drop in price real quick, because Tomb Raider... Tomb Raider is a great game. It was a game. great game. It was the best Batman game that came out that year. And, well, we also talked about like that game. It was so good, but it chalked up as a loss almost because yeah. the amount of money that goes into making the game, and mm-hmm. I think that inspired that whole like, well, that's why they keep recycling like Call of Duties, which yeah, they talk about Call of Duty Advanced Warfare mm-hmm. coming out, which nobody cares about uh, here. Kevin Spacey's in that. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I still haven't watched uh, House of Cards, so yeah, I'm not. I don't add political yeah. shit. I don't mm-hmm. interested. But Tomb Raider, yeah, like I loved Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Seems cool. Like it's you got the two guns now, and she's going. This is the one where she actually becomes the Tomb Raider. Everybody knows and loves. That's what they said. But as long as they keep it, they climbing easy with me jumping places because the original Tomb Raider games, man. Oh, it was so yeah. frustrated me with the. 
Okay, mm. I know I got to leap over there. I know I got to line it up just right. And uh, yeah, and then you die. Yeah, well, they have the same thing. Like it's the the Drake. Uh, what are Uncharted. Those? Uncharted kind of mm-hmm. shows you where you need to climb, where you need to jump, where you need to do this and that, and yeah, it works. Survival. What I think. What was it? Survival. Survival instincts or survival? Yeah. I, yeah, I forget what they call it. Is your the detective bumper. mode? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> to, to call back to your Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was great. It was a great game, and yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely, I wouldn't. You want to wait on this? One? I wouldn't even mind buying it. Yeah, right I, away because I would just go. Oh, I have this system. What am I going to buy for it? Oh, one game that I'm interested in has come out. Yes, I'll and, play that. I talked about it on the show too. Like I was never a Tomb Raider fan, but I bought Tomb Raider when it came out, like day one. Like I got that game and yeah, I loved it. Great. it. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And I mean, yeah, I worked at GameStop at the time, so I got a discount on it. But that was at the point where I was a lot more picky with my games because I knew how often things would get traded in or they would go on sale. And that was a game that I couldn't wait for. Uh, can I take a guess of what else might be on your list? Yes, you can. You'll probably be really good because we've been friends for a long time. Uh, Dragon Age. Yes. Inquisition. Yes. Release date now. Yep. October. And I don't want to say premiere content on Xbox One. Yeah. Does that sway you? Premiere content does not because here's the thing. It could come out for everything yes. later. You and know what, though? We said that with the Joker Asylum part of the Batman Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. never came out anywhere else. But, but here's the thing. That wasn't a make-it-or-break-it yeah. like, addition for me. Like, premiere content could be like, oh, here's a special act that you get. Like, with... Um, did you play Dragon Age 2? Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, when you bought it new or pre-ordered it, you yeah, got... Black market. Yeah, you got the black market thing. I went there once and I was like, oh, okay, I don't need to come back here again. Mm-hmm. You got that extra character, which Sebastian, he, I think it was his name, yes, he the was. archer. He he was awesome. No, he was the prince, the and he, he the exiled prince. Yeah, but you had to have the black market in order to purchase yeah. those. Yeah, like it was the EA online pass, basically. For like he was great. I liked having him there, but. I still would have enjoyed the game fully without having access to that extra character, his story mission, and that like extra part on the map. Mm-hmm. If that's what this is, that's not going to be enough to make me pick like Xbox over PlayStation, regardless of what it could be. That's the news that I kind of wanted to announce for it. I wasn't sure if you yeah. wanted to talk about it at all. but No, I I think this looks great. I can't remember how much bigger this game is compared to the original Dragon Age because they kind of don't pretend uh-huh. Dragon Age to exist because that one definitely was a rush job. Yeah. Um, they like reused all sorts of assets. Like 40 different endings depending on okay. the choices that you make. I, I think it's going to be and one of those... Choices- Play in at all, or is it all? I I, I think they the will. It's games? it's Bioware, so they probably will some point. But how will they be able to do that from a new system to a new system? That's what I'm. Watching. Um. Well, here's EA the accounts. thing. E, I was gonna say EA account. When you play one of those games, you have to sign in with yeah. your EA account. You can go on to EA's website, log in with that account, and it'll tell you like what games you've played. Here's the decisions that you made. Okay, I'm going to have to check that So it could probably be the same thing, and if you haven't played those games, they might do it like they've done 
Yeah. Previously, where it's like, yeah, you... Mass Effect Genesis and Genesis 2. You just say, like, oh, well, I would do this, I would Mm -hmm. do this, I would do this, and then it generates that for you. But I I think they say, like, 40 endings is going to be a case of... Sorry. No, beer. Oh. I was hoping to... I'll finish it. Um... There's probably going to be, like, you know, three or four main endings, but depending on the choices you make, like, oh, this character will be here when you get this ending, or this character will be here for that ending instead. I'm going to rinse. I want to. Okay. Then we'll take a short break. But that that was one of the... keep talking about this because I don't care. Oh, we're wrapped it up. Well, I I was going to say I can keep talking while John's rinsing the glasses. Okay, well, keep talking about it. I don't know. I, I love Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. This, the first one. Or? Well, Dragon Age and Dragon Age Two. Like I've been I a fan I only of them. Played through Dragon Age Two once because I was. I played like, through like two or three times. I felt like, oh, I've kind of seen everything. Yeah. The first time through, which is really surprising when it's a Bioware game. But I've also played like the Dragon Age mobile game. They had like a Facebook yeah. game. I just like being in this world, and I'm glad to get a little bit more. But how? The real question is, Paul, how do you feel about the, also from Bioware, Mass Effect 4? Mass Effect 4, uh, only really announcing an atmospheric kind of trailer. It just shows you, like, what they're going to be going for with the game, like the bigger worlds, more exploration. So you, what you're saying is, yes, you will be buying it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing announced about it. It's like. Well, the fact that it was Mass Effect 4. <laughs> yeah, it's enough for me to buy it. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, exploring that different part of the universe that you haven't explored. It's not out in the traverse. It's a different section of the galaxy. Sounds boring! <laughs> but uh, all new cast of characters. Uh, Shepard isn't making a return. Do they have anyone, like any of the companions? They haven't even announced okay. like, what time frame it is, so it could be... During the Reaper War, or not during the Re- or after the Reaper War, which would be crazy to me because that's what I was kind of like expecting. I'm like, how are you doing this if it's after? Yeah. Because of every, all the fallout from Mass Effect Three, or is it before? You know, it could be at any time frame. Do you think they're gonna want to stay away from what happened in Mass Effect Three because there was so much hullabaloo about like, oh, my choices didn't matter at the end because that was how they sold the game. Like everything you've done well, has led up to if you three. Made a lot of bad choices and didn't do enough during Mass Effect Three to make up for it. Uh, it played a part on how many different endings you could have. Okay. So there was a little bit, but yeah. Like, I don't know what kind of real choice endings, like, well, uh, people were really expecting. Okay. Because, honestly, when you played the first two games, there was only so many outcomes. Uh, but know? now, as the resident and probably ultimate Mass Effect fan, Paul, oh, are you okay with this being, like, Mass Effect 4, but it's a new start, or do you want to see carryover from the other games? I want to see some carryover. When I, when I say carryover, I mean, like... Like, your choices... Yeah. Okay. I, I want them to be like, <clears throat> yeah, the Krogans are still not over the Genophage, or, oh, the Krogans with the, uh, after the curing of the Genophage have now become rampant, and, or, oh, man, we those Rechni are going unchecked now, or, you know, stuff like that. I want it to be at least mentioned. Okay. Because in a lot of the Mass Effect, the Mass Effect 2, uh, at the very least, 
like you would go around and then the you know overhead kind of noise uh, as you're walking through sections you could the galactic news would be on and you'd hear about the choices that you made in a previous game i wanted at least the very least that kind of stuff okay uh if it is happening congruently or afterwards with my original playthroughs of mass effect so, John, we've talked about two games that you don't care about while you were getting the next beer ready. Do you want to talk about a game first or go into the beer? beer. Okay. Uh, this, I'm, I, I like to pose questions today. This is the 14th anniversary. Uh, you've probably heard us plenty times talking about this hoppy black ale. Um, so this is a three-year-old bottle. We should drink that other bottle fairly quickly. Yes. Within the next three months. It's it's losing a bit of its, its luster. It's still good, but yeah, 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 it's yeah. Putting another year on it, mellowing is, out, is not going to do it any good. But um, there's still a nice, like, toasty nice, on the yeah. back. I don't want to lose that, and I feel like we lost everything <clears throat> up front. Yeah, we lost everything up front, but it still has like that, just like mm, like it is still good. Like that second good. sip, I really let it wash over my tongue, and it's. I like it. It is but still it's, good. Still good, but it's losing that hoppy up front, though. Yeah, it's not gonna. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna last another six. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> this is something we definitely want to make sure we yeah. keep an eye on. And drink soon. We drank so like we just kept we finding so it. We just kept drinking it, and it was a year old, and it was so <clears throat> good. And then it was two years old, and it was still real good. And we're like, oh, we gotta keep saving this. Yeah. We, now we, it's three years old, and we can be. Yeah, we can we can let it we can let it go. Like I I saw we have one more bottle in our cellar, and I was like, next year. And with having it, I don't I don't want to lose anything more. No. To it. no. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that. And we've... three years is a long time for it to be this good still. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I'm surprised it's still this good. Thrown with the fact that we've had beers that we've aged for a year, and it's supposed to be like you can age this, and we've like no, like drink it as soon as you buy it. Like when I hung out with Greg, I opened up two bottles of the Pumpkin because I had so many. Yeah, still really good. Oh, I I don't see that beer getting bad ever. Oh, yeah, I think it could, but I don't think it'll last the two. Do you think it could do three? I don't think it could do three. I think. Two at the most for pumpkin. Come on, Southern Tier. <laughs> Prove us wrong. It's in your court now. Uh, but yet, I still really like this. If, for some reason, you can maybe find this, or you have it, you, you never know. Yeah. Like, drink it now. Like, yep. What are you waiting for? It's a good beer. Enjoy it still yeah. before you don't. There's no guarantees later. It gave... It gave us three wonderful years. It, it, it has. It, it's, it's been three wonderful years. Fish. It's time to ask for anything more. It's been three years, baby. It's time to say goodbye. Exactly. We, we've both changed. It's cutting you loose. Uh, so the. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. And so, what's surprising uh, is it's been three years and we haven't really found a black IPA that we would love much more than this. Yeah, that's. Oh, this is sad. We're gonna have to. You know, it's the uh, Lucky Jack, which I still love, which is a but rye. It's black a. It's a rye. Yeah. It's it's, a it's out of the category. Oh. The Otter Creek one's surprisingly good, but yeah. it's not it's like not this. Um, the were you the one that no, we had? Like we had the, the nighttime. Oh yeah, the Lagunitas. Yeah. That was that's really, really good. And I actually, I'll try to buy it and bring it for next time. I had this one from Twisted Tree out of Colorado okay. called Hoppy Night, and that was 
fantastic. Like that was one of those things where I was like, this is probably one of the best black IPAs I've had. So I will bring that. I would be willing uh, to try that. And one of the best games I ever played. <laughs> there we go. Far Cry Three. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Also, thank you. Everyone's talking about the games that I was going to talk about. This I makes it so easy for me. Absolutely love that game. And did he play Blood Dragon? I played some of it. I didn't. I played the demo of it, and it it's not. It's fun, but it's yeah. not the same. No. Well, it it's not. Su- it's not supposed so, to be though. It's supposed it's, to be a contra, yeah, like, yeah, it, contra future neon. Or yeah, future, yeah. But it's like the it's working with the same mechanics mm-hmm. of Far Cry Three and everything. Um, I did enjoy it, but it wasn't like <coughs> it wasn't what I loved about the other game uh, with Far Cry Three and with the announcement of Far Cry Four. Um, I was like, yep, definitely going to be getting a new one of the new systems when that game comes out because I loved it. I loved 3. I put so much time into 3 and playing yeah. it and getting every achievement I can get in it. It was one of those games. Like, aside from doing like the multiplayer stuff and the battle stuff, I like I had almost everything you could have in that game. Huh. I I love that game too and that's I never played the first two. And I think Far Cry 1 like the HD remaster version was on Xbox Live for like 10 bucks and I was thinking about it and I was like I want something different to play but it's not going to be anywhere near as good as Far Cry 3 cuz that game was Awesome. You didn't like Far Cry 2, right? I liked Far Cry 2. Except you got annoyed with how often you'd go through a checkpoint on the Jeep? Yeah, it, like there was... It, this is years ago, but I did play 2. And um, I did like it, but I hadn't gotten into playing that style of game. So I wasn't... I wasn't into it. I wasn't... Didn't have the skills to play it and enjoy it for what it was. Where... I was ready as a gamer for Far Cry 3. Yeah. Even like the frustration of like the Komodo dragons just like coming out of nowhere. <laughs> Far Cry 4 though. Yeah, they they have me again. Yeah, it looks aw- it the, like different character, different setting, different like villains. Yeah, the the trailer for it looked really good and then I watched some gameplay of it and it looks just like it looks just like the other game but different location and just better looking. It looks really, really freaking badass. Yeah, that Crytek engine, man. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, you, did you see any of the gameplay mm-hmm. of it? Did you see when he drives the truck off the cliff and then jumps out of the truck and uses the wingsuit to fly down into like a I don't think I saw that. Oh, man. It, it is it. so cool. Um, and then he calls like his buddy who comes in like a little chopper, and then he gets into that with a big machine gun and starts firing off the chopper. <laughs> Into like this enemy base, and then gets off of it and shooting freaking arrows and killing dudes. Like it's just awesome, awesome. I think we talked about like two games each while John was. Yes. Do you want? Do you have another one, John? I have another one. Does anyone else have anything? Well, like we we like we talked about like a couple in a row to fill space. So if you want to go like with another one, uh, Tom Clancy's The Division. Uh, okay. It's it's takes place in New York City after a plague contingent kind of thing has hit, and you're following a group of guys who are trying to 
help people, trying to restore order. They're working with these different groups. And the game, the trailer is really good. But then the gameplay looks really, really cool. And you're working with these other AIs in it. And um, the game looks really cool. I've never been a big, like, Tom Clancy, Rainbow Six kind of guy. But this is, like, really kind of cool over the, you know, over the shoulder kind of playthrough. Um, and it kind of makes me think of the uh, the uh, PlayStation game with the guy with the little girl, <clears throat> the rest of us. Oh, yeah. Last of Us. Last of Us. Uh, it kind of has that kind of feel to it. But you're trying, you know, you're these people who are trying to be heroes. If that hero is just giving your health pack to a person walking down the street because they need it, if it's saving people, but it looks hugely open world, really, really cool, and enough for me to be like Tom Clancy game, yeah. Um, I played Splinter Cell and I enjoyed it until I got stuck at one point, and then like I had to take it back to Blockbuster. Um, I played one of the Rainbow Six games. I can't remember if it was like one or two. Dug it. But there's so much Tom Clancy stuff out there that when you said Tom Clancy, I thought you were talking about the Rainbow Six game that they announced at this. But I don't think I saw this one because I might have tuned it out because it was a Tom Clancy game. But Uh, I, I recommend checking out, like, checking out the trailer because the trailer really kind of is really interesting, really makes you kind of feel for this the people in this world and then makes you kind of and then the gameplay stuff again like it makes it look cool like the guys like they say like bring up your map and the map is a hologram layout like all around him where he's like clicking through to see where the police chatter is coming from like what's going on and then hey we shouldn't try to go through this bridge during night let's come back and try to go during through day like Working with your AIs and everything look really. It looks really, really interesting, and that kind of apocalyptic kind of thing. Hmm. Paul, what are you watching? Uh, the trailer again for No Man's Sky, the Planet trailer. It looks so cool. Wait, what? No is Man's this, Sky. It's from. Uh, is this a game or is this like okay? It's uh was shown off more at E3. It was announced <laughs> earlier. It's kind of uh. Everybody gets their own planet when you first start it off, and uh, you have to build your own ship, and then you can take to the sky, and then interspace combat ensues. It's uh, you can go exploring uh, the different planets and different space sectors, and then get engaged into space battles, which look really kind of cool. Uh, watch this space battle up here, and it's all kind of procedurally generated by if you know nobody's there in that space sector it's sector of space then it doesn't exist anymore and it's kind of like and then it all gets procedurally generated and uh it seems really kind of fun and cool because i love myself some uh you know that x-wing versus tie fighter yeah i'm a big fan of it so this is one of those games that's uh coming from an independent studio it's uh comes from hello games out of uh England, so I'm very excited for that. Ooh. For an indie game. Uh, I'm trying to think how I can segue into another game yeah. to talk about, because also coming out of England were the writings of J.R.R. Tolkien, which feeds into the next game that I'm looking forward to, uh, Shadow of Mordor. This game was announced 
a while ago, but we're actually getting some more information and footage from it now. Um, as much as I enjoyed Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. if you turn Lara Croft into an undead ranger who's sworn vengeance against the armies of Mordor... <laughs> He's undead, though? Yeah. Like... <laughs> Okay. I, I'm I'm there even more because it has that third person action okay. adventure self mechanic. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a ranger. But but you're a ranger and you have magic abilities. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Um like the uh they they show off some gameplay footage, but then also a just you know, a cinematic trailer for it. And as soon as I saw the cinematic trailer I was like Yes, this is a game I will be buying. Um, it's going to be out on both Xbox and PlayStation 4, so still not one of those games that's making me choose. Yep. Um, the only one that so far is drawing that line is still like Uncharted 4, which we haven't talked about yet, but Uncharted probably will. Also, The Order 1886 yeah. so far, are the only but, two like release ones that yeah. we know are uh, console specific ones that we, we've talked about so far. Because, yeah, I mean, they talked about uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 a little bit, too, but I don't know if it was announced, if it's console exclusive yet. Well, that will, I wouldn't expect really any kind of news. It probably is. But I wouldn't expect news from that until, you know, uh, EGS, or TGS. TGS, Tokyo Game Show. Um, Paul, are you looking up Shadow of Mordor? No, I was looking oh, up I was hoping you were looking up Shadow of Mordor so I could look at the trailer again. I, was, I, wonder, I want to look at the trailer, too. I was hoping that uh, No Man's Sky was... I don't think they have it on their website here, whether or not to. But so. speaking of trailer, the trailer that I watched, I was like, here it is. Shadow of Mordor. Oh, okay. Can we take a pause? Of course. Thank you. We can take a pause anytime you want. <laughs> so the trailer was really cool, but you know yeah. what's cooler? Walkthroughs, gameplay things, <laughs> where somebody's talking to you the whole time and explaining what's going on on the screen. Uh, regardless of what video you watch, yeah. or get to eventually... Everything about this game sings to me. I always loved playing the different Lord of the Rings video games. Like for the most part, they've been pretty decent. Like even going back to the Third Age, the like action RPG that came out on PlayStation Two. Like I loved that game, and that was when I was like, okay, like this is a world that I want to like explore and spend more time in and interact with. I really liked one of I can't think of what the game was, but like at one point you get to be Soromon and go through Conquest. The, sh- the Shire and sl- slaughter halflings, which was fun. Um Conquest also done by the uh, Battlefront Studio. Re- Rebel? Or Rebellion? Re- was it Rebellion or Relic? Or, uh, Rebellion Studios, I think sounds right. Pandemic. Pandemic. Yeah, I'm thinking- It was you making like the gas yeah, mask. Yeah. There's like pandemic studios, yeah. yeah. You're right. Which, bringing that up, we have to talk about Battlefront, Battlefront. right? Battlefront Three. I just actually getting announced and are going to get an actual life. Yeah. After being canceled forever. And the footage that they showed off was actually like the development team going to Lucasfilm and seeing the props like up close, and then going to the actual locations where scenes were filmed, like the Redwood Forest in California, where they film the assault on Endor. And then like I don't know where it is, but like the tundras where they filmed the like the Hoth battle. Like that was right here. That's <laughs> right outside our window. That's oh, it, oh that I thought that, that was, was your garage. Right it's actually a shield generator. <laughs> um, 
And then seeing the footage spliced with, uh, like actual video game footage. Okay, like they've, they have that. Definitely, uh, definitely everything I've seen from it and I loved too. I think just about everybody loved Battle. Yeah, those games were great. Too. And this one, like, even like they have, in one of the trailers or one of the things I watched, like, was you like at the foot of an at at and then it lifting up and then like coming down right next to you mm-hmm. and it was like mm, that looked really cool like the best Star Wars game so far. Remember that one? What was it? Agent something that we were supposed to get that that looked really cool. Oh, twenty three, twenty three, or whatever. Yeah, twenty yeah, agent 20. floor floor twenty three. Yeah, um, Star Wars. I can't remember the the number, but uh, yeah, yeah where you were playing as like the bounty hunter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it made me sad that we're probably never going to see that. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, depressing. The, the only thing that I'm hoping is they don't go too crazy. Like, I know it's going to be there, like, the multiplayer stuff. Because yeah. I really enjoy just playing the game and doing the missions and all that you stuff. You want a squad-based thing with you and your friends? No, because we never play. Yeah. But, here's the... but if they do have the, the systems, online... Then I'll be yeah. like, well, guys, you got the new system, and I just got the new system, so let's play some games. Yeah, here, here's the thing. Like, if we all get n- new gen systems, we're all going to get Battlefront. That's yeah. the thing. Like, we're all going to be playing that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I watched from E3 that actually made me want to go back and play the older games is the new Metal Gear game. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> And I was thinking those, you were going to say Grim Pandango, but okay. The they oh, all they all seem the older games seem very daunting, mm-hmm. but like watching the trailer for the new one, it just makes me go like I've missed some, like I've played the first one, I think I played the second one, and I enjoyed those games, but it's like man, there's so much crazy story that I've totally missed. From these, I could it's probably all total crazy story. And yeah, it's, if you played it, it's getting crazier play. too. Yeah. You'd still be wondering, but it just seems the trailer is it's really cool. It it was cool enough for me to be like, "What's going on? I need to play these games." Crazy, like it it interests me enough to either play the games or to see if I can find out. The games in order, and then watch all the movie trailers on YouTube, or try yeah. to find something that actually explains those trailers yeah. to you. I'm sure you can go onto YouTube, and they will have like an, a master cut of like the actual story bits, where it's like, oh, yeah. here's uh, yeah. here's like all the dialogue, here's the CG like cutscenes, here's the dialogue. That's like, what I'm saying. Like go on yeah. YouTube and watch those, and then watch somebody explain those to you. Yeah. From what I've heard, it's it's crazy. I, I didn't play four, but even as of like three, it was like getting crazier. It's nutty. Nutty. Um, I'm trying to think if they announced anything else. I'm actually like browsing through to see the if there's something I forgot. Fandango, which I kind of mentioned, which is a you know old uh, LucasArts point-and-click adventure game, which was really fun back when it came out originally, back probably in like '98, '99. Uh, one of the last adventure games I ever played. Really kind of cool look, uh, settings. You're, you're in the underworld, in the afterlife. Uh, what year did that song come out? In the afterlife? I think it came out. It's like 2000, no, maybe like 97. Okay, so I think Grim Fandango came around out about that same time, and you're playing basically a, uh, sugar, sugar skull, right? 
That's what they're called? Yeah. Kind of uh, looking like, uh, Deus, Ex, Deus, Deus Ex Morta. Deus Morta. Day of the Dead. Day of the, Day Dead, of the Dead. Kind of, uh, you know, that's how the whole look of the afterlife is. And you're playing detective, uh, solving the murders of the people that are already there. That are there. Dead. So kind of stuff like that. And it's really kind of tongue-in-cheek. Um, kind of fun. I'm... One of the games that we talked about last year, and I think they might have mentioned again, um, like Murder, like Soul, like Suspect, Soul Survivor, what was it called? I don't remember what it was called, but yeah, it was about the, the detective who's solving his own murder. Yeah, is that something that will be coming out? I don't know. I didn't even, I, I did I, not see it. I in... can't look it up without a name, and you guys gave me three. <laughs> I think I it's like Murder, detective. Soul, Suspect, like, but Soul is like S-O-U-L. Yes, it was something like that. I did you see anything about it this year? I I know I heard people talking about it, but it was one of those like uh, the murdered, murdered. Uh, parenthesis or uh, Colin Soul Suspect. Uh, New York Times actually had an article about it. Crazy. Released on June third, so it already came out. Oh really? Wow. Yes. Okay, because that was a game that looked. Looked pretty cool, actually. Uh, it did look really cool last year. I, it was something that definitely I talked about because it was it intrigued me. Oh, I'm trying to think. Like I couldn't find any other games that Mortal were announced. Mortal Kombat 10. Oh yeah, Mortal Kombat 10. I forgot about that one. I really enjoyed the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys really enjoyed. It, it seemed cool, and it's something that I never got around to playing. But, but you, you know, maybe I will because I love myself some fighting games. You you love yourself some fighting games. Um, they also talked about another edition of Street Fighter Four. I can't remember what this <laughs> did one's you called. See the parody that they did for uh, Left, not Left 4 Dead, uh, Dead Rising. No, they they're coming out with a super ultra Dead Rising hyper arcade. Uh, Alpha Edition. That's awesome. I like that a lot. It's, it's also from Capcom, who... Yeah. Because they're kind of parodying themselves at this point, because it's... Um, also, not, some, not something that I would have talked about in the Week in Geek, because it's not something I could talk about too much, but the producer of Street Fighter actually just left Capcom, the guy that's been behind all the Street Fighter games and Whoa. various versions of them. Like, just left the For company. the last 30 years? Yeah, like, yeah. seriously, like, he's been behind all of them, and this is, like, a dude that yeah. loves Street Fighter, not just because it's his baby, but he's that guy that's, like, so pumped to be like, no, like, we have a new combo system in there, too. <laughs> like, and then we'll tell you about it. I just picture him, though, like, going to board meetings, and he doesn't have sleeves on his coats. Um, I, I've seen pictures of him, and I think he's the kind of guy that... But he's like John Lasseter over at Disney and Pixar, where he's like wearing like the Hawaiian shirts to the board meetings. He's like, he's like that guy. And he gives you a hug. He could. John Lasseter loves hugging people. That's all I know about the guy, really. Um, I know John Lasseter is a man who's living the dream because mm-hmm. he started off as a jungle skipper, jungle boat skipper for Jungle Cruise. Oh, really? Yeah, and then like he had a like passion for animation, and that's why he went to Cal Arts. And then like his two loves kind of combined, and now he's the head of Imagineering. After getting fired from Disney, which is amazing. Um, and also, words of wisdom, and I will share them with you all now. He said, "If you do what you love, you will never work a day in your life." Mm. I think other people have said that before. Him. No, 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 no. It's definitely only just, just, only him. just him. Just him. He, he coined it. 
Mirror's Edge 2, I'm excited about. I'm, uh, oh, I, I forgot about that one. Mirror's Edge. Yeah. I have uh, a little bit of faith that I'll really enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the first one. I still haven't Ayo. played the first one. The oh, character's name is Faith. Oh, yeah. I didn't get your Heyo at first, but then... Because I, I never played the game, and oh, I really? just... You're yeah. It's, it's you have it? Playthrough. Okay. Yeah, I have it. Yeah, it's... I heard it's, really it good things about it. It's one of those games it. that I was waiting on, like, okay, everything I heard is... It's definitely worth a playthrough, but not at the fifty nine ninety nine price point. And I kept on... I'm like, okay... Nineteen ninety nine is my price point for this game. Because it's probably going to be... I'm going to play through it once, I'm going to get frustrated a lot with it, and I'll... But I'll end up really liking it. And when it's... When you're moving and when you're flowing, it's like how I used to feel when I played Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Like, when you're just hitting everything right. And you just get, like, that momentum's yeah, just, just... You're jumping at the right time. Okay. And you've got all the momentum, and you're just going through, and it feels really good. And But one, you know, the frustrating thing with Sonic and the frustrating thing about you know, Mirror's Edge is when you don't have that momentum and you're kind of fighting the system. Okay. And you're just kind of falling and dying or, you know, you just don't have you're that not walking. You're not walking on that wall yeah. enough to get past the yeah. jumping and point. That stuff is really frustrating and everything, but I think it's definitely worth the playthrough. It's definitely worth uh, checking out, especially if you can borrow it from a friend or you can buy it real cheap now, you know, that first one. Like if it's more than $19, I'll be surprised. Uh, I'm I'm looking for more games to talk about, and they did announce Halo Five, uh, Call of Duty, Advanced Warfare, new Battlefield game. Um, no, Hardline, right? Yeah, Field Battlefield Hardline. Hardline. Playing cops and robbers, basically. Um, Halo: The Master Chief Collection, which is all four Halo we're games remastered. So I'm just. We do. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot about this. But the, I mean, not that we're any of us are really Nintendo guys, but oh. the Zelda, yeah, open world. We we didn't talk about Nintendo stuff because we're not Nintendo guys. Because I haven't turned my Wii on in forever. Uh, yeah, that's the the only thing I really saw that really Smash seemed big Brothers was, is yeah. going to be out for both you know uh, the 3DS and also for the Wii U. Yeah, I don't editions, know. and you're gonna be. I never was a big Smash you're guy. You're gonna be able to play Little Smash Master. is fun, yeah, and Mega Man. Oh really? And Pac Man, oh. yeah. Oh wow. yeah, yeah. Don't know how that's gonna work, but okay. Um, but Mario Maker. Yeah, the Mario Maker did look kind of cool. But I mean, it's one of those like, hey, build your own game things when that's been out there for a while. Much like they just announced. A new little big planet over on PlayStation. Or you mean like dirt, the dirt biking game that came out for the original Mario or yes, no. Excite Bike. Okay, was it? Okay, yeah. Bike, you could design your own levels and. Um, but you know Mario games are awesome. They sell systems. It Star Fox. Oh yeah, the, uh, a new one. Star Fox game, but uh, as long as it's not this stupid Star Fox Adventures where you had to be on the planet. <laughs> Plant side and not be in a ship. I know they've already announced it, but I'm sure they probably showed off the new Mario Kart game a little bit more. Well, technically, guys, Mario Kart is not at E3. They always no. hold their own press conference that's not actually on the same yeah. site, and it's they do the Nintendo Direct 
marketing. So that's why we weren't talking about Nintendo. So now, no, 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 Paul, Paul, don't say we weren't talking about Nintendo because they're not at three. No, like we don't, we don't care, care about, about Nintendo. Nintendo. And, also, and it wasn't Nintendo until doesn't care about E3, so it wasn't until I was scrolling through games just to make sure I didn't miss anything. I was like, oh yeah, that Mario Maker game looked really cool. And then you had also mentioned Legend of Zelda like, that exact time. Yeah, completely open world. Kind of look. It has a cool art style. From what it I'm does. I, I mean, I just saw a little bit of it. I didn't. I just saw that when I looked up E3 coverage and everything, the the Zelda stuff popped yeah. up, and I was like, oh, there. That looks kind of cool. I wish I could play it on the other system other than a Nintendo. Yeah. That, I mean, uh, we've, talk, we've talked about Nintendo yeah. enough yeah. on this podcast and our beliefs about what's wrong. Yeah. All right, guys. I feel good about wrapping up. I feel yeah. great about wrapping up. And if you feel good I can't, about, I honestly can't think of anything else to talk about. If you feel good about this episode and our show in general, do John a favor. Because I know John a favor. Oh, I see what you did there. Everybody likes John. Uh, rate us and review us over on the iTunes. Tell your friends uh, where you can go to find this episode. Download. Just steal their iPhone or other phone device and just download our podcast onto it. <laughs> download as many as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're going and, home for Fourth uh, of July, go on your parents' computer and just download our machines there and rate us and review. And rate, yeah, rate us and review us. Find us over on the Facebook. We enjoy yeah. any interaction we can get with you guys. Uh, well, while everyone likes John, we just got our 114th like. Uh, someone Paul went to high school with, actually, so he's in the bubble. But I'll still take it. Uh, thanks, Carl. And uh, and we enjoy we enjoy interac- interaction and you know La- Lawrence Guest is someone that we've mm-hmm. thanks for retreating all our episode postings I really do appreciate that because it does help us get the word out yeah definitely so retweet repost like you know people share share it. do everything you know get our get our bumps up because uh two hundred thousand downloads isn't enough for us. Not, it will never be yeah, enough. It will never be enough. Two hundred thousand guys. It makes we, us worth sitting in this are we, room. Are we doing look back next week? Ne- oh no, uh, no. Next week, next week is yeah, uh, trade. Are we going to do that trade and policy? No, we always do the look back and then the trade and policy. Okay. What trade and policy are we doing? The green arrow. Uh, oh, okay. Longbow, longbow hunter. Longbow hunter. Okay. I, I I have a I have a book for us to read for the next one then. Alright, good. I do like I. So, the the yeah. person who's holding this, this is, up, Chris, is Paul because he, no, we always do it after the look back. I it's think, a week after. I don't the look think back. that's true. <laughs> it is true. I think look we actually try not to. Um, I think we try not to have. I'll, well, okay, a look back, back and a trade this is, this is behind the scenes stuff, but I'm glad we're getting it out there because hey, you read Mike Grill's Longbow Hunters, so you can be on board with Paul's trade policy. Uh, I see why you did there on board. Back to broadcast. Oh yeah, that was on purpose. Uh, <laughs> Um, Take then, out of your bags. Then you go and you get the Space Mountain original graphic novel from Brian Q. Miller and oh. Disney Press. I love Brian Q. Miller. Yeah. His, uh, you're, you're pointing at your yeah. wall. What? Stephanie Brown, uh, Batgirl, is Stephanie up Brown, there, Batgirl's drawn up there. by Marcus Toe. That's true. And then John's... Uh, I, know you I have. was going to do uh, the one that we were talking about, The Legend of Luther Strode. The first volume oh, of The okay. Luther Strode. Strange Case of Luther Strode? I don't remember. That's the one I was bringing because Chris read the first issue and was like, this is really good. I'm like, yeah, I talked about this a year ago. uh, I don't remember who wrote it, but Art by Treadmore, who's doing Ghost Rider right now. And 
right. hasn't had an issue come out. Cool. Which right. I'm sad about. All right. So uh, should have been. I have homework. You have homework, listeners, and uh, John and Chris. We all we all have. Homework. We get a buy. Hey. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week.